Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan, with Sally, pronouns she, her. First broadcasting, noon till one, Australian Eastern Standard Time, as it is at the moment, on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as part of all First Nations peoples, and we pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be, always is Aboriginal land. And also sending um, radio vibes to those in near Ararat, um, standing up for the sacred trees. If you want to get in touch with the show, there's lots of ways to do it. You can do the old-fashioned way, I suppose it is now for... 54-year-old, nearly 54-year-olds like me, you can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456-75125. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line, and it was a pretty good summer slam because we had to mention it. And you can also look for the post on my page, Sally Goldner. The one on Out of the Pan is not quite up yet, but it will be very soon. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for marine news as they do every Sunday, 11.30 till noon. And, well, it's a packed program today and I'm joined to help me unpack it by a co-host. Um, welcome back because you've come back, as I always say to people who come back on the show, you've come back for more. Welcome back, Lucy. I, I have indeed. I, I couldn't get enough. Thank you, Sally, and hello everyone out there. And... As we like to do on this show, um, so we respect everyone's gender. Can we check in with which pronouns you use, if any? I use she, her. Indeed. So we've established that. Um, and, well, there's so many, so much stuff to talk about today. That's why we wanted to, why we thought, yep, we'll bounce off each other, boing, boing, yes. boing, boing. And, um, you know, we've got three topics in general. Um, um, Fringe is coming up, and it's a welter of trans and gender diverse and queer stuff and Woo. lots of diverse stuff. We're going to talk about that. Um, we've also got um, some an article that came up that left you, um, well, stressed, I might say, Re. Yes. Um, someone's opinion of the – I'll say someone's opinion, underline inverted commas, it's <laughs> um, italics, so to speak – of the progress flag, and I would acknowledge my process. A pro, sorry, acknowledge my privilege as someone who is white, middle class, and I'll say ninety nine and a half percent Anglo Saxon, being of Jewish background, being the other half a percent. Um, and also, we've got birth certificates to talk about as well, because we are, you know, approaching crunch time this week with debate scheduled in Parliament Tuesday and Thursday, if needed, on the latter. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start? Dive, dive into uh, the pool, where, dive into where, the pan, so to speak. Where do we start? Sorry. Well, maybe maybe we should start um, with with one that's caused um, a lot of us a lot of stress. Uh, well, maybe start with the birth certificates, Absolutely. and then we can end with the nice, wonderful fringe stuff. Um, well, yeah, this is um, something. Um, me being a person that was um, born in Victoria, I am unable to change my. Um, birth certificate, I was a- a- AMAB, um, assigned male at birth, mm-hmm. and unable to um, change my birth certificate to an F, which um, I was closeted for, um, I won't say how many years, because I'm a, a woman of a certain age and don't want to reveal how old I am. Um, <laughs> I was closeted most of my life until, um, in terms of being trans up until three years ago. And I, you know, I came out and then I... Um, I was told by by a friend that I, I probably could um, change my gender marker, um, but was unable to. Um, mm. As it currently stands in Victoria, a person has to have um, 
um, gender affirmation surgery, so bottom surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to be declared, in order to change that little F on the birth certificate to, a, uh, I mean, that little M on the birth certificate to a little F and vice versa. And um, this, this is something that I understand, Sally, is this, this debate thing, it's, it's gone on before it was struck down a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is it was also like likewise now by um, a bunch of largely white, Fairly financially well, cis guy politicians in Canberra, <laughs> most of which um, I would I would I would hazard the guess that had probably never met a trans person or had much contact with other other trans folks. Um, so it's really kind of a really it's really actually a very strange thing because um, you know th- this affects me. It, it really bothers me. I know a lot of people, um, even some in the community, have said, "Oh well, you know, it's the government who cares what they say." You know, you're a woman. Um, but it's it's not so much that it's more for I don't know really why I know it's just for me and it's an important thing because I was I was born a woman and I just want that on the birth certificate because I, I can't even really explain it's just an instinctual thing that I, I know that I want and um, it's an issue that will it will make me smile if I can get that F um, even though I have to go through that deal with births deaths and marriages and go through that bureaucratic maze again but. Um, once that's done, I know I'll be happy, and I know you know a lot of a lot of trans folks out there, if they're on the binary or not, will be will be happy with being able to change their gender markers, and it's an issue that really, from my perspective, only concerns me and my happiness and my well-being. Doesn't concern anyone else. It's it will make no difference to anyone else's life um, if if I change my gender marker, and it's it's an absolutely absurd thing and it's I, I really find it find it kind of perverse that people have no um, that, that people are trying to block this from happening um both you know both parliament and both you know people down here on the ground of um like like the whole um you know postal survey yes vote thing it's also um you know given the sort of the, the yeah. queer phobic people and the transphobic people um it's given them a bit of a, a license to, you know, to air their views and say, "Hey, we can be transphobic now, yay!" And um, but um, I, I've sort of gone off the. Um, well, um, no, I just I want to come in with a few yeah, points. Yeah, we just, probably it, just for for our listeners' sake, you know, yes, lots of trans and gender diverse and allies who might be well well informed are listening to this show. But yeah. someone who's listening for the first time, let's just clarify a few terms for them. So we've yes. got a signed male at birth, and all I always call that. The 10-second birth ward check, or one of my training <laughs> colleagues yes. calls it that, that in 49% of cases, we look, hold up a body after it's separated from um, its um, um, parent and go, well, oh, that looks like a male body, a sign male at birth. And that's mm-hmm. all we can do. We can't say, how do you feel about your gender or anything yes. like that? And 49% female, the other 2%, which we're not really discussing today because it doesn't quite come into this topic for now, intersex people with variations of body. Um, and, yeah, we're aware of that. And... You also touch quite rightly on the fact that, you know, overwhelmingly the majority of our state parliament dealing with this can be, well, the proverbial privileged cisgender men, um, mostly as far as we know, heterosexual. Yes. Um, but you're quite right. It doesn't affect anyone else. Um, it doesn't change anyone else's rights to have a birth certificate that they feel good about. And I totally get where you're coming from that it might seem small to some people, but I know when the biggest document I now have that affirms my true sense of self and passport, when it turned up, you know, with its registered post and I opened it up and said female, wow, it was huge. And I can imagine for those people who were not able to marry prior, have their marriage recognised in in Australia prior to 7 December 2017, when finally they could or they could go and do it, 
uh, regardless of two little letters on each one's person's birth certificate, it must be the same. Mm. So I really wanted to unpack what you've said there. You've said mountains. To, to, um, yes. to talk about diving into the pan, you've done so in the deep end with a big splash. Yes, yes. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a subject that's, you know, uh, bothered me um, for, for a long time. When I came out, I just instantly thought I could do it. And then I discovered that um, in order to do it in Victoria, you, well, like I said, you have to get surgery. And um, according to a friend of mine, and I, I hope I've got my facts right here, um, a friend of mine's had surgery and, and she she's still got the M, but um, she has to go and sort of basically go to a couple of doctors, you know, she's never met before and lift her skirt up, pull her panties down and they can have a look and say, oh, well, okay, well, you've got it. Well, you don't have an Audi anymore. You've got an Innie, therefore you are a woman. Like, um, No, the, the, the situation as it stands now for mm-hmm. um, a signed male at birth who want to change to an F on the birth certificate is you need to have the surgery and just get a certificate from cool. the surgeon saying that. Oh, this is but, good. But, of course, the thing that that leads to is the cost, which um, to have surgery in Australia for a signed male... Um, is 16000 out of pocket, not covered by Medicare or private. Mm-hmm. But I also want to touch not just so much on your situation, but for a signed female who need to identify as male, yes, um, the, you've got to have a hysterectomy, uh, which most um, gynecologists and similar won't do because they say, well, your body's functioning all right. Why do you need it? So you're in a vicious circle. Mm. But if you wanted to add a phallus, um, pe- people out there, if you're driving, just pull over a second while we say that the first stage, deep breath, 70000 out of pocket. Oh. So it's totally a financial sense of exactly. discrimination as well, and it just can't be allowed to go on. Well, it, it can't. Um, and um, I know years ago it was possible, if you remember, the armed forces to get that subsidised as, well mm. as, as well as getting your boobs done, and um, it counted as, um, as a self-esteem issue, um, <laughs> which is a very funny thing considering that armed forces don't have a reputation for making people feel good about themselves and um which it is a strange thing that people in the armed forces of of all that conservative environment you can get bottom surgery paid for by the government it's um Mm. it's a very bewildering thing it could very quick very easily be extended to you know people that aren't involved in that well i just want to chip in there on that At, Mm. at the time where people like bridget clinch it was at the time in about the early 2010s or getting towards mid were in the news on this and challenging some of the practices Mm -hmm. in the army. And this was prior to 2013 when we had no federal anti-discrimination law. And Bridget quite um, hugely went off to the federal court and the army backed off in about three days. (laughs) Um, The thing was, I was interviewed at the time in my um, um, sort of media hat for Transgender Victoria, and I should point out that all opinions on this show are my own, um, but... Um, one of the better presenters on a well-known commercial radio station is Nick McCallum, who I think is, you know, overall quite genuinely and generally quite fair. And when I told him about the fact that, well, the average Australian can't get this paid for, he was just in disbelief. So mm. it shows that even, you know, sort of I know on community radio we can be critical and probably reasonably so of commercial radio, but even fair-minded people on commercial radio sort of saying the equivalent of WTF, I think yes. that says something. So it does. I think it's really important to be aware of those things. Yes, and I, and I think also too, so I think this, uh, as, as a, a lot of queer issues fits into the, the, the category of, you know, if people at large were aware of this, um, you know, They'd be absolutely appalled and would, would you know, want to do something about it. The allies would, you know, really step up and say, wow, I just... Because a lot of people assume these things are available and um, mm. unaware of the, you know, little bits and pieces of nonsense and, and, and hate and gross stuff that we all have to put up with. And um, 
yeah, it's sort of yeah, sort of under the radar a little bit. And um, look, I, I agree that perhaps people haven't been informed. And I have to say, when I bring up those dollar figures in, say, training and education sessions I do, which is mm-hmm. why some people won't have had surgery. So if you're an older trans person in, say, hospital or nursing care, and someone suddenly pulls back the covers, this is why, and tell, you know, tell them not to get a shock out of that because yeah. someone might not have had it. So I think it is really important that we talk about it. But we also need to catch our breath a bit. Yes. So I've got another track lined up, and we hope that um, this is... I'll put the energy out there for this week. Here's Tim Finn from the classic Escapade album of the um, the 80s, and we hope we'll be singing by this time next week that Parliament, um, well, made our day, although this track is called Made My Day. Yeah. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally and Lucy.
Listen to Hillbilly Fever every Saturday night from 11pm to 2am for classic country artists like Hank Williams, Moon Mullican, Lefty Vizelle, Hank Snow and many more. Remember, Hillbilly Fever every Saturday night from 11pm only on 3CR. And do it all Did you know volunteering contributes to a happier life? Want to know what you can do to make a difference in your local community of Whittlesea? Whittlesea Community Connections hold a volunteer information session every month. It is a friendly session where you get to meet others and be linked to not-for-profit organisations. Contact Michelle from Whittlesea Community Connections on 94016630 or visit our website www.whittleseacc.org.au to find out more. A 3CR supporter. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR.org.au, three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Lucy, and the show broadcasts for the first time, noon till one Australian Eastern time every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Um, two tracks we've had thus far. We opened up with Schnell Fenster, um, which apparently means the window is stuck in German. Um, a band that had people actually, by coincidence, um, from um, Split Ends and um, other bands um, in them. And also, um, then we had Tim Finn, who also used to be in Split Ends. That was totally coincidental and made my day. Um, so, yes, that's the musical stuff. And I have to say, while the break was on, I was having a look in today's bulletin for The Guardian, who do good stuff. And there is an article called Just Be Kind, How the Children Became the Target in a Right-Wing Culture War Over Gender. And it quotes fabulous people like Evie McDonald. There's a picture of Georgie Stone and Michelle Telfer and quotes also Joe Ball, the head of the fabulous CEO of Switchboard. Um, but also just something I, I wanted to bring up, and I forgot to bring this up last week when I was talking about these issues, um, that um, John, um, someone called John Whitehall, who is the chief or the, the most prominent um, or most publicised spokesperson with a medical background mm. on um, who, you know, in terms of opposing trans ideas. Um, and he's never been involved in gender dysphoria or trans health care. He's in 50 years in medicine. He's never treated a child for gender-related issues. But, of course, where does, why does he think he can get so much publicity? He's a former deputy. I better take a deep breath here, Lucy. He's yep. a former deputy president of Fred Niles Christian Democrat Party. Oh, miss, do you think? Do you think that's just a coincidence, maybe? Yes, and of course, well, you know, means that he's totally got his uh, medicine and his politics slash ideology balanced. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, um, distance of all genders for the cough. There, thoroughly objective. Yes. Yeah, so this is the sort of nonsense we've had to face, and I, I totally want to affirm how how hard going that is for trans and gender diverse and families. So. Mm. We, you know, we just are very much, um, you know, sort of aware of, of that, and we hope that this week um, will give some sense of relief for that. Um, and Evie McDonald, I'm just going to use the quote that Evie puts at the end of this article. Evie said the journalists covering trans have not walked in her shoes. Quote: They don't know what it's like ever like to ever question their identity. So instead of worrying about things that don't concern them, just be kind. She said, even though almost daily I deal with bullying, I try to live my life as best as I can. End mm-hmm. quote. 
Yep, listen to the wisdom of that, I think, nearly 15-year-old Evie. You've got it. Oh, 15. Well, if she's saying that at her age, I think she's got a good future ahead of her. Well, that's right. I've got, I've got to say I'm a huge fan of people like Evie MacDonald and Georgie Stone when Georgie mm-hmm. was on Australian Story in 2016. It's pretty much yep. three years ago to the month. Yeah. And that was a pretty bleak time with things that were going on in lots of levels. Yes. And I remember on but, but positive on social media the next morning, someone said, wow, she's 16, poised, intelligent, articulate. She could be a leader in anything. Well, yep, um, I'll happily have um, Georgie and Evie have a benign dictatorship to run the country. <laughs> too, um, we'll have it all sorted by 5 p.m. next Friday Absolutely. and can just hit the champagne or something. Yes. Um, although the, probably, sadly, the revolution might never stop. Anyway, let's come back to it. Um, other things that thoughts you had on birth certificates, or do we want to tackle one well, of the firstly, other things I just like on the list? Just, just to backtrack what you said, I read a beautiful quote yesterday, uh, um, last week, and this is one I'm going to be quoting to the Know Nothing Old Owls out there, that everyone is an expert on their own experience. Um, and it's a strange thing that people that have no experience, such, mm. such as gender and... Um, I, I'm a, a sufferer of anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder, yet everyone seems to be an expert on that, especially people that tell you to take a deep breath and solve it all. And, um, yeah, no, I think it's it's so true. Um, cause it's it's a, a phenomenon I've noticed that we, um, you know, from the perspective of a trans woman, from the perspective of a bisexual woman, um, like queer people, we... We understand the straight world. We understand the cis world. We we live in it. It it, it is the real world. But mm. also, we also occupy um, our spaces within our queer communities, and um, we understand their world. But a lot of them don't understand ours, and they they're just happy with um, what the corporate media has fed them, or with their own assumptions, and um, or happy just not thinking about it because that's kind of easier and more comfortable. And um, yeah. But um, I'm being a bit of a negative Nelly here. Well, I'm no, I've sorry. got two. I've got two thoughts here. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'll get the neg- The you know, there's good news and bad news. Um, the bad news was um, a few weeks ago. Um, there was a, t- a piece, in my opinion, that was not accurate by Guy Rundle in Crikey, which is normally a very good publication. And some trans subscribers to Crikey, did, Crikey put things underneath in the comments. And, you know, things like, well, I've lost all my strength and stamina. Other people said, well, no, you haven't. So totally reflecting what you've said. But by total coincidence on the positive side and whether um, we have a tele- we have telepathy or someone listening, Dean Curie, who's well known about around the Rainbow Communities for um, Dean's great work with photography and performance, amongst other things, is just four minutes ago, according to my Facebook, posted a picture of me at Wednesday week ago's um, gathering on the steps of Parliament House. And has said, normally... Um, normally my pics of Sally have her looking at me and my smiling face, but I love this moment with a large group of trans support um, people and supporters. And I do think that I've got to say, in all fairness, the support of allies in this um, campaign in the last few weeks has been the best I've seen. And mm-hmm. looking at this photo, and I see people like um, the well, um, the longtime leader of our Rainbow Communities, Jamie Gardner, holding a sign saying "Autonomy and Freedom, My Identity." Um, my um, sorry, my um, ID, my um, identity, and I support fair birth certificates. And there's the fabulous Kahava, and you can see Rowan Kay and Greg um, Atkins, who's a long-time queer disability campaigner. And the steps were pretty packed, yeah. so I think there is a lot of support yeah. out there. And it is this paradox that sometimes, and I can also see Martin Foley and Andy Menick Ugh. and 
It's a bit like, you know, when you were kids, you used to say, and then I saw, and then I saw. (laughs) There are lots of people out there who are supporting us, and I think that that's a real bonus, and um, I think that that's important. So I I think this time we can get this one over the line. No, I do do, um, think that's important, Sally, and that's that's a shift that I've noticed, well, definitely in my lifetime, but definitely within the last few years. And um, I don't know if it's been a visibility thing or if it's been a, well, you know, uh, as people have always liked trans people not seen a problem other you know because they're not transphobic majority of them and um and there has been a lot of support and and, you know and i value allies i think they're really good folks and um you know they've they've helped me out a lot and just you know just treated me like most people just treated me like you know one of the girls and um and it's good and i think a lot of the um transphobic people out there a lot of the turfs um if those don't know basically you know transphobic um feminist women um they don't realise that we've got huge numbers of allies, and um, and and they've got our backs. They're on our sides. Those 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 you know sort of narrow-minded, um, you know, voluntarily narrow-minded um, people that are transphobic are, are in an ever-increasing, um, ever-shrinking minority. And um, you know, hopefully one day soon they'll get to the point, like with homophobia, where you know it won't be an acceptable thing in public, and they'll be forced to you know, if not you know, enter the 21st century and be decent people, stop being transphobic, at least they'll shut the hell up. Well, I think to some extent that, that you know, there's a, a, you know, the gist of that's in the ballpark that, you know, they've on um, a number of factors, I suppose, that, um, you know, um, you know, we have seen most of the baseline homophobia or prejudice against gays and lesbians diminish in Australia, at least, we'll just stick to Australia, and I think it can happen with um, trans as well. Absolutely. Um, but I think it's sad that I find I, just, I can I find it I struggle personally with the idea that a group of people who face negativity, which women do on the basis of their gender, can then rather than look at say, well, where's the real source of that? Oh, it's misogynistic behaving men. They then go and dump their insecurities on trans and gender yes. diverse people. And I find that really sad. If we, gosh, if we all focused on where the misuse of power happens in our society, you know, well, I don't know if we'd knock it over by five o'clock next Friday, maybe the Friday afterwards. Mm-hmm. 5.30. 5.30, all right, yeah, we'll have to do, have to time time and a half or something yeah. for half an hour. So, look, I think it can be done, but there are still, sadly, some people out there who just, unfortunately, they're blocked. I think, I don't claim to be a psychologist or anything, but I wonder if people's emotions on some things like gender are too strong and they are... There's an emotional blockage that stops them seeing another point of view. Well, yeah, I mean, we've been fed, you know, all our lives from everywhere, a very simple view on gender, a very binary view. And you know, I myself am on the binary, it fits for me. But, um, but yeah, we've been fed that simple view and a lot of people are, um, you know, it's just people in trans alike have been punished for divergence from that. And, um, yeah, it's a bewildering thing when a, a, an oppressed group goes and attacks other oppressed groups. And like you said, Sully, I agree, it's... Um, it's a very common thing, unfortunately. I mean, we've, we've, you know, we've all been to, we've all been to primary school. We've all seen how some people can operate, but it is a sad thing that we can't just cooperate and go, hey, let's deal with the real issue instead of being down here, you know, just fighting each other and wasting our time and energy. Yeah. Well, look, I think I'm going to lead, do a segue into that because one of the yes. other topics we wanted to discuss was. Um, there was an article that was written about the progress flag. Um, mm-hmm. And we better describe, first of all, in case someone hasn't um, heard about it, what is the progress flag? Um, you know, sort of, um, and where does that fit into our scheme of things in relation to this show? 
<laughs> well, progress value, this is another thing I discovered recently um, at, at Hairs and Hyenas. It's basically the um, the new rainbow flag. Is it called the California flag, honey, or the San Francisco with the black and brown stripes added? I must admit, I haven't heard if it's those names, and I'd really like for acknowledging, again, my privilege as someone who's white, for people of colour to chip in on this if you are listening. Yes. Um, but to describe it visually as best as we can on radio, but if you hit... If you're not driving at the moment, please put progress flag in your search engine and you'll find pretty much the six, um, well, I'll say original rainbow colours um, of red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. And then there's a diagonal arrangement of the trans flag and black and brown stripes. And of course, there's also can be um, a flag that has eight stripes all aligned with the six originals plus the black and brown to acknowledge queer people of colour. <laughs> and so that's what the progress flag is, but... Seems there's been an article about it um, that um, has got your um, well. I hate to say it, put your stress levels up a bit. It it has. I thought um, you know from um, the perspective of a, a trans person and from the perspective of a bisexual, um, you know I've always seen the letters in the in the rainbow, the the alphabet letters, and um, I, I've just. You know, sometimes I've been bewildered by the fact that, that, that trans and bi and intersex were in them and other times I thought, well, you know, if you're going to put them in there, just, you know, just just don't just talk the talk, walk the walk and include us. I'm, you know, acutely aware of um, there being a hell of a lot of biphobia for a very long time and for, that's getting better, fortunately, and, um, and, and a lot of sort of trans exclusion, you know, by the aforementioned TERFs and um, or just... just not acknowledgement or invisibility, and I thought it was a great thing. Um, I thought that's wonderful. What what would be good too? I mean, it's it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty crowded design. But if um, we could put the yellow intersex circle in, it's like boom, there we go. And um, but what I found offensive, the the man had a problem with it, saying, well, you know, aesthetically it's not good. It's like, well, you know, hey, I'm a, a printmaker. I'm not going to get into the design aspect of it. I mean. I personally think all flags are pretty lame, but we need them. Uh, we need this one. I thought it wasn't necessary. I think uh, this man argued that it wasn't necessary that the original rainbow flag included everyone. And, yes, it did have a different meaning. The original one also had um, a pink in it, which was which was taken out. And um, each stripe may have had a meaning, but over the course of all the years, it's just come to represent, you know, the, the, the fabulous um, queer family, the queer rainbow. And... It's um, come to mean a lot of things for a lot of people. But um, of late, you know, since I came out, I've been acutely aware of sort of not many spaces to go for me and, and, and you know, a bit of, a bit of discrimination, um, unfortunately. That's a minority thing, but um, from the queer community. So I'm getting really anxious and panicky here. All right. I'm, I'm going to try my best. But um, um, the man's argument was basically that it's not necessary, that the, the original rainbow was inclusive, but this is from the perspective of someone that's not trans. Um, and I think this might seem like a bit of a circular argument, uh, but the fact that it has to be put in, I think, is proof that we've got a long way to go. Same as the brown and black. That um, I mean, you don't have to look very far to see that there has been you know, a lot of exclusion and discrimination against um, queer people of colour, especially recently as well, um, mm. unfortunately. Um, yeah, but um, 
And I, I think it's a completely necessary thing. And I was kind of offended that this man saying, no, no, we just got to go back to the original one. But I actually love that there is the visibility, the trans mm. visibility on that flag because, hey, you know, we are a huge part of the community, whether it's it's gay, lesbian, bisexual or asexual or queer. We're, we're a huge part of that. And we always have been. And, um, you know, we, we were there from the start. Um We've been fighting. We've, you know, we've we've gone on the front line and done a lot of the behind the scenes work. And um, yet, um, a lot of that has not been acknowledged. Um, like it was um, a bisexual woman that organised the Pride March in Victoria. And um, I, I'm not really making my point very clearly, but I found that it was just. Um, it is a necessary thing, and you know, and to use a bit of a teenage catchphrase, I think the guy just needs to get over it and accept it. There, there's 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 a lot of flags around now, specifically, and um, I, I one of the arguments was that because it was um, the original, um, according to him, the original transgender flag, for those who don't know, white in the middle and then pink and then blue, represents the binary, you know, pink and blue binary, and white represents people about to transition. And um, here's a problem with that, and my problem is that, well, you know, the, the, the pink's not on the outside because the, the boys always get the, get, the, get the most attention there with the blue, but... Um, and I kind of found that silly because to me the white always represented people that aren't on the binary. Um, and it, it's, you know, open so the people, you know, whoever I can choose the pink because I'm a girl and people can choose the white. And I just felt it was a very, a lot of, uh, a lot of it was just disingenuous um, mm. arguments. It was just sort of trying to be a bit manipulative and, and use, um, you know, wrong arguments against us. And, um and it is, um, I think, a completely necessary thing. I think it's actually a beautiful thing to say, hey, we have come a long way and the, the, the trans community is coming into its own and is accepted by the wider communities. And I, I learnt this recently. I still have a long way to go. I bring a lot of, um, I, I bring a lot of trauma with me and mm. um, um, a lot of discrimination. Um, and, but I, I did go to a you know, really lovely um, sort of girl night a couple of times a few months ago, Tomboy, and then it was very, it was very welcoming of trans folk. It wasn't you know, completely segregated into just sort of lesbian women. It was, um, it was everyone and wonderful, yep. lots of NBs there. And, um, and I thought, this is great. There's not this absolute hardline gay and lesbian. Everyone else is kind of, well, you know, you can try to fit in, but, you know, we'll tolerate you type of deal. And, I think it's necessary, and we, we still have a long way to go. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think a lot in there, and the article which I've just had to reach for another device because otherwise I'll have to sign up or something um, <clears throat> is apparent is called. I'm <clears throat> not saying I agree with this. We don't need a new pride flag by M J Murphy. Um, published. Um, well, it looks like that's the one I'm looking at, yes. which is. 27 June 2018. That's the one. So, yeah, if people want to have a look at that, um, let us know. But, no, look, I'm with you. I think visibility is such an important factor, mm. um, particularly the more we sort of work through the proverbial rainbow. Yes. So very important. We'll have another quick breather and have something very calming and mysterious at the same time. Ooh. A track from Paul Kelly um, featuring Kate Miller-Heidke, which is one of my favourite. Gosh, how, how, I mean, there's an old saying, um, if you like it, um, all beer's good, some's better than others. Well, in, in Melbourne it becomes all coffee's good, but some's better than others. All Paul Kelly songs are good, some are even better than others. <laughs> this is one of them, bound to follow the Aisling song from the album Nature. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally and Lucy. Okay. 
by my bed The room was cold, I swear she'd entered with no tray Are you real, I said, or just somebody in my head She said, hush now, you must follow Next thing I recall, I'm walking by a silver lake I couldn't tell if I was dreaming or away She kept just ahead of me, no matter how I tried to gain on her I knew I was bound to follow I had to follow I just think that it's ironic that the state of Victoria want to treaty with Aboriginal people but have no issue in destroying our sacred sites. 
war is devastating on the environment. In peacetime, the military is a huge user of fossil fuels, a huge driver of nuclear energy and ultimately the architect of nuclear weapons. Subscribe to 3CR in 2019, fighting for social justice and environmental change. And to all the people that are so afraid of the solutions to climate change that they choose to live in denial instead, the current solutions to the climate emergency are much easier to cope with than the outcomes that will come if we don't. Feed Radical Radio. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. Follow, follow the sun. Which way the wind blows. Hello, I am Gabriel Gatte. 3CR is like a souffle, a challenge to make, but it can just go higher and higher and higher. Support 3CR. Tracy R, 855am, may we, in my best um, cheap French accent. Um, and thank you, Gabrielle. Yes, we'll keep rising um, and talking social justice and creating radical radio. And today, the people doing that between 12 and 1 on Sunday are Sally and Lucy. Hello again. Hello again, yes. Just before we get back to all the things we've got to discuss, and yes, a packed program, and it's, um, well, um, good afternoon from her, and it's good afternoon from her. Um, Things coming up, Polyvic Social this Sunday afternoon for trans men, also The Shed, um, which is a bit earlier, and the fabulous Buy Discussion Group on Tuesday evening at 7.30, although you need to be um, sort of have the TARDIS and go between Carlton and Parliament House if the debate is still happening on the trans bill. Um, so busy week coming up. The other thing that's yeah. coming up this week um, is, um, well, two other things. One is Bent TV, and yours truly was on three segments on Bent TV on Friday mm. night on neurodiversity and stuff, which you can catch on my Facebook page or Bent TV's um, YouTube channel. But next Saturday, one o'clock, wow, a big, big, biggie. Um, hopefully we'll be celebrating our socks off on Thursday night for birth certificates, then we'd better hit yep. the coffee quickly because Saturday, one o'clock at the State Library, there's a rally against um, the any religious discrimination bill or certainly any bill that, um, you know, sort of um, would limit or send backwards any LGBTI rights. Mm. So um, have to, yeah, have a hit the caffeine and away we go. Um, the social justice never stops. No. Um, but, of course, coming up, um, starting on September 12, is Fringe Festival. Ooh. And we're pretty ecstatic in this studio because um, I went to the launch on a few couple of weeks ago and... There are 125 list, um, trans and gender diverse artists in Fringe. Now, that's not to say there's 125 trans acts, but there's all sorts of trans and gender diverse performers across that, even if the title of the act might not say so or something like that, or you might not know the person who is trans or gender diverse. So you've been scouting the Fringe Guide for trans and buying um, focused stuff. And um, tell yes. us the results of your scouting. Oh, well, yes, I have. I just had a, a brief scan. I didn't know that, that number, so I'm going to have to... 
look again. I looked at the specifically the queer filter, and um, I did find some good stuff. I, I was excited. I think I've only ever been once to Fringe. I went and saw, saw a wonderful, um, a wonderful shadow puppet show, and um, but this year I, I noticed there's um, there's some great stuff by some trans femmes and NBs, and um, yeah, I think I'm going to see um, a, a show by. Anna Piper Scott. Yes, which, indeed. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. That that talks about sort of her transition and um, going through puberty twice, and um, and lots of other things. And I, I'm really excited about that. I'm going to see one called Self Care, which is um, you know one of the things is um, you know being a sufferer of you know so called mental health issues. I, I get told things like that. Oh, self care, look after yourself, but. It's easier said than done. It really is when you're living mm. in constant stress. So that one's, I think, a bit of a, a criticism, a humorous criticism of that sort of whole, you know, it's really easy to do thing, especially, you know, added component when you're the stress of being queer as well. Um, I'm also seeing one called Transgression, which at the moment I, I can't, I can't remember what it's about, but I, I put a tick next to it, so it, it must be good. <laughs> and um, I'm also seeing one I'm excited about called Artemis Artemis, which is by... Um, and a non-binary person mm. who you know, talks about all the the intersectionality of their experience. They're asexual. I think they might be neurodiverse. And um, and I'm really interested in that one. That's I'm um, I because I like everyone else. I'm I'm also you know I'm a big film geek and I'm really familiar with the straight male perspective. You know, I've seen it on television. I've seen it in film, music. It's like. It's saturated. It's everywhere, and um, not only the you know lack of women's perspective out there, but also lack of trans perspective out there. And this is exciting because it's not going to be filtered through you know through a television show or through sort of corporate media, but it's just the people directly communicating with us and not having to censor themselves, not having to sort of you know um, you know sort of dumb it down or anything. And I'm just I'm just really excited because I I crave these narratives. I I, I crave you know i want i want to know about my people i want to know about my community and our experiences because it's um i I know i know as as a trans person when i you know when i'm around a good trans folk it helps me and and i might you know um and when i'm around you know bisexual people and talk about our experiences that really helps me as well it's just it's such an important thing you can feel like you're really sort of out in the wilderness by by yourself and um so I'm really looking forward to that, and I think it's going to be a very um, entertaining, entertaining shows. And I think the audiences are going to be nice. They're they're always sort of lovely and friendly because everyone's just there for a good time, and that's that. And um, yeah, so I'm definitely when I get home going to go through the guide again. And um, yep, get out my, my, my get out my credit card, and um, not my credit card because I don't have one. Get out my bank card, and um, also I am seeing one that I've seen before, but I'm going to see again because it was so so wonderful called Bye Bye Baby. Ah. Um, and it was it was very fun. I think it was on for the Queer Film Fest. I mean, sorry, the Queer Fest last year or sometime. Three bi girls talking about their experiences um, and, and other things in an extremely humorous way. It's very fun. So I'll be definitely seeing that one a second time. Yep. So just just to mention, by the way, Anna Piper Scott's show is called Queer and Present Danger. Yes. It could be a Harrison Ford movie in there. Um, <laughs> something, maybe not. And that's running from the 16th to the 22nd at the Butterfly Club. And, yes, I've, I've, I haven't seen Anna Piper Scott before, but I have met mm-hmm. her, a lovely person. And, yeah, shows have had good reviews. So there is lots in there. And also want to add lots of other diversity, lots of queer artists generally, Indigenous, deaf, disabled, yes. all sorts. Um, there were huge um, stats announced at the launch, but not just stats, people performing. 
And just on something totally different, just to throw a bit of humour into it, in terms of diversity, and this was previewed while we were having the launch, there is someone who's going to do stand-up or do comedy while trying to assemble an IKEA cabinet just for something else different on diversity. Oh, wow. That's taking multitasking too far in my book. Oh, my goodness. One of those is is challenge enough, but (laughs) a very courageous person. So, look, there's seriously, there's lots of good stuff at Fringe, and I agree with you. It's a chance to give... Artists who are new, emerging, or um, <clears throat> coughs over here, a bit rusty and haven't done anything for a while, a chance to just get back into the groove, says someone who's in tickets on myself on 12 September. That was a blatant plug, but yes. I, I had to because <laughs> someone else has, no one else will. I have to say I'm really looking forward to that um, myself because I've, I've missed being on stage and mm. find out why this might or is or isn't a face for radio. But seriously, back on topic, there is just so much on there. And as I say, I've got to sit down somehow find the time to work through the guide and look yes. at everything. Um, so <clears throat> it's um, very, very huge. Um, we're just about, though, out of time, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, big week coming up. Um, I just want to say please take care of yourself emotionally mm. and in neuroprocessing terms and mental health terms, people of all genders. Um, don't forget Switchboard as part of yeah. QLife, one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. 184 Really, um, you know, it's going to be a big week and... You know, sort of for someone like myself with cyclothymia, um, which is one of the clips I talked about on Ben TV, you know, where you've got to sort of be just a little careful of ups and downs. Really, um, just be aware of yourself. Just know what works for you, know what doesn't. But, um, you know, if you're up for it, um, yeah, hopefully we'll have a big celebration somewhere Thursday night. Oh, when it goes I, I hope so. I, I went to the... Um... I, I went to the uh, after the yes vote came through. Went to a little bit of a street party, yeah. and that was um, not the parties are my thing. But I thought, hey, got to go. So hopefully there'll be. I know, no, I'll be. Um, it'll be one party I'm into if it is passed. Yep. No, look, I I agree with that. As a um, someone who is an introvert and um, you know sort of um, mm. needs to build up my extrovert spoons, so to speak. Yes. Um, I must admit, this is one where I had could party. Um, will it be as big as going to World Wrestling Entertainment at the MCG with 70,000 people? There's another question. Oh. Yes. Anyway, look, we have to pack it up there, Lucy. It is so good to have you in and have Thank all you, your darling. perspectives Thank and you. your authenticity. And, um, of course, hi to little Satan there as well. Yes. Hello. Hello. Can, can I just say some hello yes. to someone that said they're listening? Well, two people today. Um, can I say hello to Bianca and Rissol? And very, very welcome. You can because you just did. Yes, <laughs> but you. seriously, thank you to all who listen to the show and to listen to all the diverse radio on 3CR. Freedom of Species is up next, talking all things animale. But I'm going to take it out today. Um, well, uh, it's a year on Thursday um, since you left me, Mum, and um, um, catch you down the road. But um, you're up there with Granny, and that's pretty made all in a row. Here's Joe Walsh from the Eagles. Um, comeback album, Hell Freezes, over from 94. This one's for you. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, everyone. I'm Sally Golden. I hope you catch you in a celebratory mood Whee. next week.
so slow And heroes they come and they go And leave us behind As if we're supposed to know listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.